This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's very nice. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. This is awful. I know, we're the worst. We're just, we are the worst. And welcome to the show. Yes, welcome, welcome. We have a very <laughs> special guest. By special, if you mean <laughs> mentally special. You are correct. We do have a very mental guest. So, Tyler Durden Rorty is here. That's me. Well, Tyler Durden. Gonna sit in with us for the entire show. The entire show? Well, here's how the things work out. I would say, between the medical problems that we're all having, we needed to bring in an extra person to have a full person. Because Nikki <laughs> and I are a half person each, which equals one. So the plan was to bring Tyler in to be, like, the second full person, and then we would have... Back to two, two ho- hosts yeah, for the show. Back to two hosts. Yeah. This is ridiculous. But Ding Dong Tyler today injures herself, bringing us back down to one and a half person, even though there's three of us sitting around a table. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what happened today? Do I have to? Um. Yeah. Like people don't believe me. We're the only ones that heard that long story. Yeah. Of yours. Tell the Cliff Notes version of what happened when the city kids went to the country to ski. Well. The short version. All is there I, a short version? <laughs> all I need to know is that I'm really good at skiing, but I got <laughs> your <my> face. <laughs> yeah, but I got my very first black eye. <laughs> and I'm you are so walking excited. around like the cock of the walk. <laughs> yeah, so excited. like you think you're so badass with your black eye and your I don't mild think, concussion. I know. And, and your scraped chin. You're like a little, chin. you're like, yeah. it's not just my chin. It's also my forehead and a little on my nose and my cheek. <laughs> mm, okay, sorry, honey. Sorry. But mostly that. the chin. But she's like walking around like one of those dirt kids we always talk about. Because like yeah. dirt kids have nothing to lose. So. Yeah. Well, that's it. When she says, you know, this was the senior class trip for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I hear from her teachers that Tyler just went straight mm-hmm. down the hill, like as opposed to going side to side or trying to stop, like he was like, oh, she was so fast. And I'm like, yeah, if you just point a ball down a hill and roll it, <laughs> it's going to be pretty fast, I would say, if there's no obstructions. I think he just called you fat. <laughs> I did not call her fat. Just kidding. This is you. You all the time were attacking me by saying, oh, you're fat shaming people. Every time I say something, it's it was not an a attack. joke. We'll let the oh, listeners decide. We'll let the listeners decide. All right. So, She's so uncomfortable right now. So this show is literally like potluck. Like we don't plan on doing it long this week. Tell you yeah, that right every now. time we say that, you Thank somehow gosh. tell a big long story. I'm gonna be here the whole time. I just just wait until Roly Poly Rorty. You're in for a really good treat this week. <laughs> <laughs> People listen just for Roly Poly Rorty. I know. Right. So anyway, really? so why don't you 
Spaghetti. Nikki. <laughs> I totally regret having already. I know. Nikki, why don't you joking. lead us off with a little bit of your... So, this week's You Heard appropriately comes from NYU Langone, which was one of our, you know, during one of our two ER visits in the last week. (laughs) But we were sitting in, um, you know, the room that Tom got admitted to, and I overheard the woman in the next bed say to her husband, who was on Cialis, of all things, and a bunch of other things, because I was, of course, paying attention. But she said, they started talking about, like, tattoos and things like that, and she said, I feel very strongly about the tattoos and the piercings. <laughs> and that's this week's You Heard. That was definitely this week's shirt. <laughs> that was good. Okay. It was good. Thanks. Give me a dirty look all the way. All the time. Everybody to know. Is That's this off mic? Yes, this is my face. No, this no. is on mic. No, oh, we're live. We are cut? No. Oh, no, this cut. is not. We don't cut. No, no. We don't cut. If somebody gives me the stink eye, it's getting up. Everybody's going to know and it. And he'll mention it, too. And I'm just going to call it out, let people know, like, this is what it is. Oh, we're just going to keep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just keep rolling, man. You got to be natural. Yeah. So, anyway. We're putting it, you in the line of fire, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you just got to go with the punches. I mean, especially you, because it looks like you've been punched up and down your whole face. But uh, <laughs> So, there's that. But seriously, as far as um, that story, it is true. We did spend a couple of days in the ER this week. We did. We did, yeah. So, kidney stones are back. We'll get to that later on in Roly Poly How Roddy. pleasant. Oh, you know. Inquiring minds want to know. Do they? Yeah. Well, I'm sure work wants to know. Like, where the hell is this guy? Oh, right? even more interesting is when on the subway back from the ski trip, when with my friend, Sam, Yes. Dad found it appropriate to start talking about his kidney stones while on the train. What's the big deal about that? It's just Nobody weird. Nobody needs to know Yeah, about and it. I was like... Oh, did he say the word stent? Wait a minute. Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh God, he and the second he said the, the second he said that word, I was like, "Hmm, I don't know if this is train talk." And then he was she just did like, say that. "Yeah, word for word." And he was like, "Well, anyways." So, and then he just continued. Dad has no filter when I it comes care. to like your friends. Like as soon as your friends are around, he just gets so inappropriate with it's like the things friends, that he says. It's the same me. You're just picking up on it more because you're like, "Oh, somebody's around. We got to make a good impression." I don't it's not that we need to make a good impression, but you're with. I feel like it's not important to say that stuff. Yeah, like there's gotta be like. Well, here's the thing. You're talking like about you're talk talking about subway talk. You're talking about your junk with your 17 year old daughter's exactly. I wasn't at all. Like I wasn't talking Where's about the kidney? That was my point. Where's the kidney inside In your my junk? Back. But the, you don't know where the kidney is. It involves it involves your junk, does it not? Um, it involves my back and my stomach more than anything right now. Really? Yes. Okay. But my point is, oh, touche. But the, my point is, is that. I'm not talking to everyone on the train. I was talking to Tyler on the train. You don't want to hear about my stint? Don't listen. But I'm we not were with Sam too. It's like it was yeah. just me. Well, I wasn't talking to Sam either. 
Well, then that's just rude. <laughs> yeah, well, like I you're not helping. Her. Hey, you know what, Ty? We were going to take a car home, and I feel like the non-rude thing to do was to take the train home with Sam because she did stay with you. Or we would have taken a car home. So there's that. Oh so I God. already this did my This is the worst politeness. show in the world. This is the worst show annoyed. in the world. <laughs> well, then turn it around. Turn that round upside down. I'm okay, so Tyler, you know, you had a really big week aside from like getting your first black eye. I mean, I like that's the most exciting part of my week. That was not <laughs> the most exciting part of your week. And if it was, then I'm very, very sad to hear. But you had a very big week because you are going to be featured in a pretty important publication. I sure am. Why don't you tell us okay, about it? I have permission. Well, <laughs> yours truly will be featured in the New York Times on the what? Blog. The New York Times. Ask me again. The what? The New York Times. Now I'm annoyed. No. <laughs> <laughs> that fast? Just because he couldn't work the word stent into the interview that she <laughs> gave. <laughs> what in the hell would the New York Times want to talk to you about? Your black what? eye? No, but tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow. (laughs) Well, they're doing a video interview for the Lens blog on three upcoming photographers, all teenagers, within uh, the five boroughs, I guess. Well, I guess just Manhattan and the Bronx, if we're being specific. And you're representing Manhattan? Sure am. Harlem specifically. Well, hey, look (laughs) at our little little gentrifier. Nice, nice. So, I mean... When you heard that this was happening, you didn't, like, really believe it right away, right? You were just like... Oh, yeah, most definitely not. (laughs) But then the first time I called him on the phone, then I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. Well, that's just because you like the guy's accent. Well, that's part of it. (laughs) And where's he from? South Africa. Yes, he is. And um, he came to the apartment of The Walking Dead yesterday. And... um, (laughs) interview Tyler for he said it's going to be a quick interview and two hours later when he was wrapping up and taking a lot of retakes yeah he was but I mean it was awesome because he came in and he talked to her and he was taking like video of her work like her like Mm -hmm. and having you explain stuff yep and uh eavesdroppers well we couldn't hear at all so like we could just hear you but you tried to what was I absolutely tried to but we didn't want to have the TV on or anything because you were taking video right because, yeah, we didn't want to have any background noise. So since we, we did didn't it for get you. We eavesdropped for you. We, we you heard for you. Is there any questions that you were like, oh, my God, that's such a good question? Because we didn't get to hear them all necessarily. Well, I was telling Nikki earlier, not necessarily a good question, but a hard question. <laughs> Big <laughs> difference was uh, during the middle of the interview, he just looked at me and he asked me, what is photography? And then that was it. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, though. That I think I heard me. that answer. What did you tell him? I don't even know. I just, like, said some random thing. You just made thing. up some shit. <laughs> I really did. was like, oh, I, here's I think, what it is. I think he, like, like, I was like, at first I was like, uh, because he told me that it's okay if I messed up because he would just cut it out. Right. I'm like this. Yeah, no. This no. is what it is. Now, Dad is all about the bare, bare bones. We used to. Mm-hmm. We used to edit the show. And then it's it was just thought. like, ah, eh, people this don't realize. more pressure now. Well, it's yeah. just funnier because... You know, it's kind of like just relax or die trying. Yeah. I mean, he puts in like mistakes. Like 
we've had weeks of my technological issues, like my difficulties that have been aired, like me trying to dial phones and like dialing the wrong number like three times. Oh, yeah, man. It's ridiculous. And there have been times also where I have went and tried to like read things on the air and I just sound like a mental patient. I think that's why dad doesn't it. do you, did you know anymore because I made fun of him too much. Yeah, it just got so bad because I don't know how to read. <laughs> so there's that. Someone's so on AP lit. Guess not. Oh well, just keep on bragging. So New York Times now all of a sudden you're AP lit, so awesome in your you know, yourself. We saw Chitney. <laughs> <laughs> She's very, she's cultured. And she is indeed. So, so how did, you don't know how you answered the question? Oh, like, oh, what is oh. photography? Oh, I forgot yeah, about we that always one. go back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we well, did. I didn't. Go on. Um, well, so, yeah, I, at first I just looked at him and I was like, uh, like, are you, I was like, well, technically it's like the drawing of light or whatever. I was like, but I don't think that's what you're asking me. I was like, do you mean like to me or do you mean like? to the world or like technically right and he just like stopped me and he was just like no like just like it's just broad to say whatever and i was like yeah like whatever comes to mind oh that's like a really good i mean he's like some of the questions he was asking that like i could hear like he was asking really good questions and i love when like hard to think about someone asks like good interview questions because you want to always strive to ask something that like is like wow like i love being told that like wow that's a really good question Oh, yeah. And I, I heard him a couple of times actually say, oh, that was a good answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that made me feel great. Right? I know yeah. it made me feel great, Every too. Every time I'm like, I was like, kid. did you hear me after that be like, oh, really? You thought so? Every time you said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I totally was doing that. And then I liked at the end, like after when he was like kind of like packing his stuff up and you just like turned the tables on him and were just like, how did you get involved with the New York Times? How did you do this? How did you do this? Yeah, and no, I'm like, even, there she is. No, when he was setting the camera up is when I started asking him a bunch of questions like while he was getting everything ready. And I was like, so how did you start photography? And that's when I like first yeah. started. And then like when he was like ready to go, I'd be like, do I have time to ask, like, one more question? And I was just, like, keep going. And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course, because he was so nice about it. He but I think, like, secretly he was kind of like, can we just get started? But he was like, yeah, of course, I would just, like, ask him a thousand more questions. Yeah. But afterwards, yeah, I asked him a lot more questions then, too. Do you think that, like, what he was doing is something that you would be interested in? Like, some of the things that you see that he does with his career, is that something that, like, like, what were some of the things that you were like, huh, that might be kind of cool to do? Um... I think a lot of it was a lot of heavy work that he focuses on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he talked about it, like, he was very humble about his work. So he was kind of like, oh, it's it's not that traumatizing. I'm not going to war zones. Right. But I, I personally don't really think that you need a war zone for something to be traumatizing. Like, you know? It's, sure, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I think I would like to do a lot of, like, similar work. Like, photojournalism, very, you know... Mm-hmm rough and dirty type work <laughs> but maybe not as heavy as what he's doing yeah but i mean you we've said from the beginning like when you like started really really like investing in photography that you have an amazing knack at catching like you know people's feelings like on camera like mm. you can you can tell if somebody's in pain or if somebody's like happy about something like you just have a knack for that sort of thing and we just hung up a piece in the apartment that is mm-hmm. you know a picture from a protest that you went to like back in late january early february well it was the day after inauguration a so it was after, part of the women's right. march like so the was, huge huge women's march right and you know it happens because tyla has this 
huge binder of prints that she does not show us. It's like everything is so top secret. But we, she was flipping through some of these things the other day to show us something. And she was like, oh, I have a double print. We're like... Yeah, and I looked at it, and I'm like, dibs. that is an amazing mm-hmm. shot. And then she goes, oh, you want it? And then it was like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, we want it, man. We would take one of every copy of the stuff that you have in that binder. But we, like, hung it up on the wall because, I mean, it is a super powerful image. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, seeing something like that. Well, we that, could let, – let, let, let's describe it for a second. Okay. Do you want me to describe it or do you want to describe you it? You can describe it. It's okay. interesting. So I'm looking okay. at a picture of a picture. <laughs> and it's from the protest. And it's a sign, like a guy holding up a sign that says, Not mine fear her. <laughs> and there's a little kid. Like, yeah, but like, and there's a little kid on his shoulder, like holding up like a little sign of their own, it looks like. So what made you, you know, decide that this was like an image that like you had, like this was a moment that you had to capture? Um, well... <laughs> Honestly, I think, like, the kids of the protest were the most interesting Mm -hmm. for me to document. Um, I mean, especially the really, like, little kids, like, this one. Yeah, like, this is, like, a toddler, like, totally toddler age. Like, I don't know. Can they, like, walk or... Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, she looked like she'd be... Like, no, it was a boy. Uh, Really? Yeah. Wow. I understand the anger. He's had long hair. What? (laughs) Who let me on this show? I know, right? <laughs> go on, go on. So, well, anyways, um, no, I just completely lost track. Of so, like, what so, made you take this photo? Yeah. Okay. Okay. As okay. a little kid. Yeah. So, kids. So, um, yeah, I think that was really interesting. Like them being at a protest, and um, because obviously I feel like for them it is has an interesting meaning to them because I don't think they really understand what it means. Mm-hmm. But like in general, I just I like photographing like people more so my age. Because I think it's more so interesting for them because, um, like, we were just too young to vote, but we're old enough to understand. Like, you're on the cusp of being yeah. affected by anything that's going to be changing. Yeah, which yeah. is very aggravating. Like, because it's all <laughs> going to affect me, but I just don't have a say in it because I'm, right. like, right. a few yeah. months away. But um, anyways, so this, like, the little, little kids there were really interesting because, like, they were screaming just as loudly as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that thought was so weird because, like, they're too young to even understand that. But, like, something about them, like, they were still, like, so angry about things. Right. Which is, like, if that's not a wake-up call that a three-year-old kid is, like, protesting about the <laughs> presidential election, then, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. That's definitely powerful. Yeah. So I was just following that kid around, mostly. <laughs> that kid was with the group that I marched with. But I didn't know him, and I didn't talk to him, so it was, like, kind of, like, awkward. And, like, he knew that I was photographing him, and he was, like, kind of trying to hide from me. <laughs> but when he wasn't hiding from me, he was, like, on his dad's shoulders, and then he just started screaming. And I happened to get him when he <laughs> didn't like, notice, thank God. Yeah, and he looked so joyful and, like, very involved in oh, yeah. the, the moment, you know, for being such a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I liked when you were being interviewed yesterday... Um, not that they went into anything political or anything like that, but Tyler made it very clear during the interview, from what I heard, that it wasn't that she was there to, you know, photograph, you know, like anti-Trump people or Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. She was just there to, like, photograph the event. And I think that as somebody who would consider getting into photojournalism, like, that would definitely be the focus that you should take is like the focus should be the events, not necessarily like I'm going to push my agenda for this. 
Right. Like you would show up to a pro-Trump rally just as much as you would show up to an anti-Trump rally because you know that it's a it's a record of some historical event on either side. It doesn't make a difference. Sure, yeah. And as a photographer, that's got to be your job is tell both sides of the story and then let people decide for themselves. Well, Thomas Rorty, Thomas Brett Rorty. Um, <laughs> well, not if anybody wants to steal my identity. I was just going to say, name. like, <laughs> you want to do not know your name? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, really? It's not like it's hard to find. So please, on. please take his identity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this That's point. Take all of ours. It? It's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, like, Thomas How does it make Brad you feel? How does it make you feel? <laughs> well, anyways, ignoring that. Moving right along. <laughs> Um, then I lost track again. What you were gonna say okay. about being yeah. yes, fair. so um, biased, yeah, unbiased. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely agree with like the. I'm not trying to really prove like my opinion or show my opinion. Like I don't really want anybody to know my opinion. Like it's bad, mm-hmm. you know? right? No, no, it's nobody's secret. business. But, but that's how exactly. it should be. Like that's how journalism should be. But um, I do kind of like um, like what I was talking about in the interview with him. Is Diane Arbus, celebrated photographer, and um, a subject of a wonderful autobiography that you love? <laughs> it's not even she even no not even not an, just a biography. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, it's so long. But I'm reading his book of her, not of her, about her. Mm-hmm. And in it, it talks a lot about it. Quotes her obviously. Sure, <laughs> that yeah. was dumb. But it says that um, she often said like, I don't know what it word for word, but something like um, a photograph is like. Um, a lie made up of a lot of more lies, basically. A lot of more. It wasn't like that, but there's, okay. there's a lot of lies in it, basically, sure. is what I'm saying. So I think, like, I was trying to speak to that point yesterday, also, with, okay. like, um, uh, photography is a really interesting medium, just because, like, because if you photograph something, a lot of people automatically take that for truth, just mm-hmm. because it's there and it's... Right, they see it. Yeah. Right, yeah. But I think, like, playing around with that is really funny because it's like you don't it's not i'm trying to alter the truth it's just like showing different sides and that like you don't know what the situation is right you don't know what led up to that moment yeah yeah like i can't be more mysterious like i don't want it's not that i want to be like completely unbiased it's that i want to change someone's opinion which is why i said yesterday right experienced now you know because like you said like you don't know what's leading up to that moment but I went to a conference this week about social media, and it was very focused on the fact that the world is changing, especially the industry of journalism and, you know, media in general and, like, everything else that goes with that. And video is a huge, like, video is where it's at. You're young. You're all about the Snapchat. Like, that's your favorite thing in the world, like, your favorite mm. app and everything. So, like... As someone who, you know, primarily works in film, you know, which is a tangible medium, yeah, what do you, you think? What? Yeah, I was going to say, because you could see the events leading up to. Yeah. So, like, what do you think mm-hmm. about, like, you know, he interviewed you, this New York Times photographer interviewed you on video. And, you know, with the world shifting and people wanting more and more video, like, you can't scroll down Facebook now without seeing Every every post is a video post now because that's what that's what the public wants. So, like as a photographer, what do you think about video kind of taking over and being able to not only show a moment in time, but to show all these moments together? Yeah, 
What is that face for? <laughs> what? Like, that do was you... such a hard question. It's not a hard no, question. It's it's just, just give us your opinion on yeah. it. Yeah, that's such a big opinion to have. Does the, but there's no right answer. But like, to what it. do you see? Like, you're you're a student. You're gonna go to school for photography. What do you think? Like, how do you think video is gonna play into you know your lessons over the next four years and then down the line? Well, I mean, I'm definitely taking video classes. Hundred percent. But how I feel about it taking over photography. I don't know. I don't if think it's gonna take, take over. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna parallel photography. Like I think it's gonna go hand in hand because he even said the photographer, mm-hmm. he even said how like video is now something that I do in addition to taking the photos because so many people, like the public wants to consume video, but you still have to take the still photos because a lot of times, like, video doesn't play well with, like, CMS or, you know, the way that people build their websites and stuff like that. So, like, you still have to have the still photography to go with that. Mm-hmm. Did I have a question? I think I lost my train yeah, of thought. No, <laughs> well, listen, here's where it's coming from. Like, as far as, like, video, like, eventually becoming more important than f- photographs or reading for that matter. I do think that, like... um, you know, we were talking about it earlier where people are not reading as much as they used to. Yeah. Like, I think, like, every generation that comes along, the older generation loses something so the younger generation can gain something. I feel like our generation is losing reading. Like, it's starting to go away, and especially lately because, I mean, so many people are, you know basically attacking journalism to the point where it's kind of like maybe i can't trust everything that's being read because everybody does have their own agenda but a photograph especially a series of photographs can tell a story and i'm more likely to believe that story but now that you incorporate video it's just so much more easier to digest because you're seeing exactly what's happening like you're seeing exactly what's being said exactly what's happening at a particular you know group of moments right so do you see that as something that's, you know, that video can, like, catch up to photography as, like, a medium to get news out there? Or do you just think, like, photography is going to just still be locked mm. in? Okay. Um, n- uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think that it, like, obviously would if it's not already, like, Pass. as cool as photography you know? yeah right but um i think they like i don't think it's gonna kill photography like i don't think we're gonna photography ever just because like maybe that's ambitious to say but just because like i think they're both good in their own purposes right. like you're still like i mean videos are good for certain things but photography is good for certain things sure, and i think yeah. you definitely still need both of them so i don't think like one's gonna cancel out the other so I think it's good because like they're both necessary. I would, I would think. It's a conversation that's similar to, you know, print versus digital. Where like I, st- I know you from the moment I met you. You said that print is dead. Print is dead, and you can't <laughs> talk to a web person or a digital person who doesn't say that. Well, but as true. somebody who started in print, I can't get behind that fully. I mean, I've seen it change and adapt to smaller print products versus more focus on the web, which is what I'm doing now, you know, but I mean, it's the same kind of concept. Like they're going to go hand in hand, but I think that they're going to be better off. Photography and video is going to be better off than print versus digital because print is going to continue shrinking. Well, I can see like photography and video are both just like 
a medium for a digital platform, really. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like right now, I don't know, man. Like you, like you said, I've always been saying for years now that print is dead, and it's because they keep like because. just like they just keep Long chipping island. away at it. Yeah. So like, you know, what used to be like, you know, the Village Voice years ago where it would be like a really stacked paper filled with stories paper. is now a way smaller paper Small. that's filled with, you know, mm-hmm. ads. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with everything. I mean, it, even where you're at right now, I mean, it's a matter of you could probably put so much more content in it but it just financially doesn't make sense to print like you know a sixty-page newspaper at no, this point. No, because time. that's not she what we. Because that's not what we're, we're founded on being like a commuter paper. You know, where that you could read quickly and you know get the stories of the day. Where stories are short enough for you, they're not these New York Times long <laughs> think pieces. Because that's a thing that like because the Times is a broadsheet, which means that it's straight up and down instead of like a tabloid like the New York Post. So it's it's meant to be digested in a different way. But then you still see the people that like spread out the fo- the pages on the paper and it's like, what are you doing? Or the pages on the train and stuff oh, like yeah. that, you know? But like something like that, it's long form journalism. Right. But I mean, even if it wasn't long form journalism, I am sure in this city, there are so many stories. There is a, a new story every second. I mean, if you guys wanted to really dig, you can really seriously go and fill up like an entire like newspaper and then you know on just stories that are happening at the moment yeah but i mean financially it doesn't make sense it doesn't mean that they're not good stories no and that's even the new york times like they're they're leading the charge because i sat in on a session that they did and they're leading the charge in like facebook 360 video which is like Mm. i can't even go on oh i'd like to speak to that regarding snapchat Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if we talked about this, but you know the spectacle glasses? No. Well, that's something for you guys. It's like Snapchat's a version of like a 360 video. So like as you're watching the video, I don't really get how they work, but it's like you wear these glasses, like the person who takes the video. Yeah. It's like for like people, like YouTubers okay. and things. Like not just normal everyday people have them. Right. Mm-hmm. But so like, so that when you Influencers, are you saying? Like do influencers yes. have it? Yes. Okay. Influencers. Such a thing now. So, um, yeah, so, like, when you watch the video on Snapchat, like, just normal video that you've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you move your phone, it moves with it. But, like, it stays it with the video, so you can go up. Like, it's 360, but, like, while it's, like, a video. That's so crazy. So, is there, like, a camera in the glasses, then? I don't know. I, is I it, like, Google so. Glass, I guess? I guess? Or, I like, what Google is. Glass wanted to be, maybe? Yeah, I, I feel it's like that, like... I guess so. It's really cool. Like, it's just, like... It's so much easier for someone like you to navigate through the world because you've always had a phone in your hand. Like we have to, every time like something changes, it's just like, ugh. Like we're going through a lot of stuff where you're seeing like a lot of journalists don't want to do video. They don't want to do social. But it's like you kind of have to. It's like when you switched from like the plates to digital you know when you switch to using a computer to design pages as opposed to putting everything out like with with the plates and everything like that like you have to adapt the art world hated when we moved from you know having to actually order type to go to create your own type Mm -hmm. and it made no sense because you still had to type out the same stuff anyway and it was just a matter of i don't want to learn the computer programs (laughs) i just want to you know go ahead and do it 
I came in to the field when that all was starting to shift. So for me, it really wasn't that much of, you know, yeah. grinding gears to get caught up. But everybody who I worked for back in those days, they hated the fact that they couldn't order print because if they screwed up, it was yeah. on them now. One person accepts responsibility, whereas you could pass the buck. Yeah. Now it's happening again with like this, you know, it's not so much websites anymore. It's, it is like, basically video editing mm -hmm. and you can look at like people who are good at video editing and you're like oh man that's great it's not super complicated it's just a matter of you just have to learn to do it and do it in a way that's gonna right. like be engaging to but people. people get complacent and they yeah. don't want to grow yeah and they don't want to they just they just want to say like hey you know what man let somebody else do the video i don't want to do it so well i would just like to rewind for a second and say that I wasn't born with a phone in my hand. That is true. It no. took you like two or three years. No, no I was just... like eight years old and I had a razor just like everybody else. Right, but I'm saying it was more <laughs> natural for you. Like you've had it longer in your life. Well, yeah, but I mean like the people younger than me, like when well, I talk yeah. to the freshmen, stuff like that, or like when you see the little kids on the train, oh, yeah, like they definitely. really were born with a phone in their hand. But like, you're of, you're of that old. generation that they're on. Like, you're the same of that generation. But, like, the older part of it. Like, okay. I had a razor. Razors weren't even a thing when, like, the freshman in my school. But you, but you knew how to text and stuff like that on a razor, right? Yeah, but that wasn't until I was, like, way older. Yeah, but, like, we didn't even have that. Like, we didn't have anything. We didn't have an email. Yeah. Like, but I'm just saying, like the kids now. Oh yeah, but that's always going to be the ones. way. <laughs> and I feel like things have fast forwarded since like phones have like come into the picture. Like the idea that you can like tomorrow, Nikki's going out and she has to like videotape live a, a protest that's happening downtown. It's not so much a protest; it's <laughs> it's a pro Trump rally, rally. It's a, a rally. pro Trump rally right. march so you're going to go down there and you're going to videotape that but the fact is you know if this was 10 years ago you wouldn't you would have to carry like an actual mm -hmm. video camera down with you transfer it over yeah. edit it then like retransfer it to their servers in order yeah. to have people see it now you can just take your phone and do it like things have gotten so much simpler to do like in your lifetime tyler that you know it's it's way better because you are on the cutting edge of all of this new stuff right now. And it's going to keep progressing, there's no doubt. But, like, right now, you are in a way better spot than what we were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's better. You don't think so? Would you rather carry around, like, one of the big mm -hmm. Canon XL1000 cameras? I mean, I think shoot? those are cool. Just because, like, it shows who really wants to do it. Like... I don't sure, know. I mean, I like, that, yeah. like with photography, like going back to that, I mean, iPhone photography is definitely like could be considered like really good photography, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, like some of the questions he asked me was just like, what differentiates you from somebody with an iPhone that just takes pictures? That's a great. Yeah, that's a great question. And that question just messes me up. That question so, annoys me personally. Yeah, like, I don't know how to feel it. Like I'd said like the intent, like. You know, a photographer, I think, like, it's. I said what I said, was that, um, like, a photographer will create the picture as opposed to taking it. Mm -hmm. Some, I think some, it's like a thing people right. say. 
in the photography world. <laughs> no, and that's true because that's one yeah. thing that you've you've said this whole time is that going through like with ICP and you know the, the photography classes that you've had is that you're learning how to build a picture from the ground up, mm-hmm. like thinking about composing and all those things and like capturing that moment, but not just capturing the moment, but like making sure that all the factors that are going to make that moment shine mm-hmm. you know you're building that from the ground up which i think is like a really interesting mm-hmm. topic like when brought up like icp their last exhibit they had before my work was featured in it <laughs> no but um so their last exhibit was like uh one of the pieces of it was kim kardashian's selfie book mm-hmm. and it was kind of like to incite like that because like about just trying to start the conversation of what is photography, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, if it is the intent, if that's what distinguishes someone, like, you know, someone who, like Kim Kardashian who takes selfies and stuff, she does have the intent of, like, getting good lighting and the good angles to make her appear the way she wants. Like, she is creating those photos. So, like, it becomes a really hard conversation to have an ICP for right. us to be, like, <laughs> like person most of us don't consider it like sure, yeah. why but it's like you? why yeah but it's like when explaining why would you it's like uh i don't know because like all the things that we're saying she technically did but right but you're but the things that you're doing is like you're capturing moments that are like you know you've had photos where people are screaming and you could tell that they're anguish at you know the results of the election like you're capturing raw emotion whereas someone who's like like kim kardashian she's never gonna take a photo of herself where she looks like shit or she's showing you know and if she is it's going to be extremely strategic Mm. you know what i mean and i mean Instagram is my favorite app in the whole wide world. Like Instagram is the first thing I look at at night or in the morning. It's the last thing I look at at night. Like I love my Instagram and I think I've become a better photographer, quote unquote, you know, since the, since I've taken my 1900 and some photos on my account, but I would never, ever consider myself like I'm a photographer or I am your level or anybody else's level as a photographer um i also think that's a really messy conversation to have like because you know like um like icp you think like oh just going there because of like their lessons and stuff you're mm-hmm. like oh a photographer is like the ability to capture all that emotion and stuff mm-hmm. but then it's like there's like a such like like there's a bigger picture and it's like there's still sports photographers there's still oh yeah like absolutely. and like you know and those photographers are like yeah but their focus is more like you know being like i guess you know conscious of like the human race for the most part sports is more action the problem that i have with the people saying that like oh you know like you're what makes you different than a person with an iphone while going around taking pictures and stuff like that or the next guy with a camera like serious photographers they think about what they want to shoot long before they shoot it usually like you do you agree with that like i found Hi. when i used to shoot i would carry around a, <laughs> i would carry my i would let's say wake up in the morning and be like oh man it's a really nice day out what's there to do today oh you know it'd be cool just taking a camera to the park and just shooting so i know before i even leave the house that's what i'm going for whereas people with cell phones usually just happen upon something and they're like going all right i'm gonna take a picture of it it's totally non-planned it's totally sporadic like the picture i took today of just a sign on a local restaurant right and there's nothing wrong with it but it doesn't compare to somebody who thought hours about like this is what i'm setting out to do today 
Do you think like that, like when you go out to shoot time? Hmm, this is another messy conversation. Um, I think yes and no. So, I mean, like, you know, like, I'll do that sometimes. Like, it depends. It's like a protest you can't really plan because you have no idea what you're going to say. Well. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, like, sometimes, you know, uh, like, if I'm doing uh, portraiture, depending on what it is, Mm -hmm. obviously I'm planning it. But, I mean, also, like, I don't think that's exactly what makes a photographer either because quoting another photographer the old Henri Cartier Bresson <laughs> is that really say, the name yeah can you say nice. his name without saying it like that no or do you? <laughs> <laughs> she has no, to do it with the fake French accent yeah little Pepe Le Pew. okay <laughs> what's his name no I don't want no to do no it seriously now. like just just say it again um no it's okay no it's not to make fun of you it's so that listeners know i'll just say his last part um cardio bresson bresson okay okay i give up but (laughs) they'll get the idea because he's famous for like everything but um mostly he coined the term um the decisive moment and so like Mm. he's mostly just famous well not no he's like an amazing photographer (laughs) but like that's not just why he's famous but like you know, what helped him get there, I think, is that quote. And it was just, like, um, his idea was always that... Cause I think he was with Kodak, right? Mm. I'm, like, pretty sure that he was... I don't know. Like, pretty sure. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, like, then, like, I guess he was, like, trying, trying to sell the brand, which is, like, very uh, controversial now because they're, like, how much did he really mean it? Yeah. Was it not? Because his whole idea was that, like, photography was just capturing that one moment that just, like, you know, that one decisive moment like you know when to capture it but it's like just like snap snap i don't know if they can hear me snapping but i'm snapping you know it's like a snap of a second you know it's a 60th of a second (laughs) right and then it's gone so anyways i don't know how much you plan it because like photographers like him their his whole life was about not planning it and just being there in his face yeah but you have to get to the place and be able to get that spontaneity you know what I mean? Like photographers know <laughs> from the start, like I'm going to go to a protest today. I don't know what I'm going to necessarily catch there. Once I'm there, there's going to be the spontaneousness of it. But you made the conscious effort to go to the protest. Otherwise, you would have just been hanging out listening to records in your room. But you went there specifically <laughs> to shoot it, where a lot of people went there for a cause. Your purpose was to shoot it. A photographer makes a, I feel like, clear decision to I'm going to go to shoot this thing today. Okay. Once I'm there, there might be changes to it, you know, or there might be like variables that I'm not expecting. But just to get but I'm there, going. Is, yeah, that's that was my point. Where people oh, I get it. who shoot with cell phone, like me, when I I love shooting with my phone and posting on Instagram, but I don't plan it out like like a lot that's of times. I'll just be walking Instagram. down a street and I'll just take a shot and I'll be like, all right, that's it. You know, I took a shot of a building. I took a shot of, you know, the water, whatever. Once in a while, like an event will come up. But if there's an event that I know I'm going to, I'm not bringing my cell phone with me. I'm bringing a camera with me to make sure that I get the highest quality that I can out of it. And it's going to be thought in every single picture that I take because it's for a purpose as opposed to, you know, right. for whatever. Right. So we could tell that the concussion is f- making her fade. So one last hard-hitting question. Oh. Why haven't you done a clickbait? Because oh. our 
our fans yes. are like, where <laughs> is clickbait? Where is clickbait? Swear to God. You, you swear, swear to God. You don't even, do you even believe in God and you're swearing to him? No, As, but still, I'm still swearing to him, though. So what does that mean to me? So maybe you're lying. I don't know. Well, either way, why haven't you done it? Yeah, answer the question. Uh, going back to it. The yeah. question The question wasn't whether or not I believe in God. The question is, why haven't you posted a goddamn <laughs> clickbait? Well, when asked that question, sometimes I like to refer back to, and that's when I change the subject, is what I learned. <laughs> Which isn't going to happen, but go ahead. You could try. Um, you know how annoying we could be. I'm concussed. <laughs> well, allow me to remind you. Why haven't you done a clickbait lately? <laughs> uh, school. I've been applying to colleges, you know, and scholarships. And you got two out of five returns so far. Out of four. Two so out of four. Half of my schools. And, but that and doesn't mean the, it's done. Um, but what was the response so far? Oh. Oh, yeah. You didn't even tell your fans? That's rude. Uh, it doesn't matter whether I told them. I'm they don't even you know questions. you anymore. So. Yeah, you've been, you've been AWOL. People forgot uh, all about you. They did not. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't, you, like why don't you bring them up to speed then? Okay. Fine by me. Well, new update <laughs> to all my fans out there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, so I got one acceptance first from California College of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Can you like, insert a little like applause sound in it in the video? No, like in the actual like thing no, I mean. You want more applause than that? No, like do like a sound effect. I feel like that was a lot of applause. but Not right. enough for me. All right, we'll see. Um, well... <laughs> And then the second school, as of yesterday morning, was Parsons. Yay, here so in the city, so we're getting closer to home. <laughs> that's it. We're moving a little bit closer now. We just got to get it, like, you know, yeah, yeah. And speaking of, um, the teacher who didn't believe me that I hit my head today, mm-hmm. the one who's trying to convince me, oh, you didn't hit your head, mm-hmm. despite my black eyes. And despite your scrape on your chin I'm staring at right now. Yes. Above. Stop. So what did what did um, what did the teacher okay. say? Okay. Well, the teacher because she was asking me because she was just kept making conversation. Well, yeah, trying to keep you not being conscious. Yeah. No, yeah. she was. Just... Go on, go on. Go on, go on. So she was like, "Oh, what schools have you got sub to?" You know, and I told her, and um, well, first she asked me what school I want to go to. I was like FIT, and then she was like. Cool. And she was like, what schools do you get accepted to? No, it's like actually like that. Okay. Because it makes more sense because then she was like, what schools do you get accepted to? And I named the two. And she was like, oh, California. And she gave him a whole speech about traveling, blah, blah. But um, <laughs> then, like, we get it. You travel. But then when she was talking, then she was like, oh, Parsons? She was like, and she just looked at me. She was like, um, but isn't, like, Parsons, like, better than FIT? So why are you saying FIT? And I was just like, like, I was just thinking because she's just talking, like, I don't know. Like, it's just annoying when people think just because a school costs more money that it's better. It's not. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I, 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 I can't speak to Parsons. I honestly cannot speak to Parsons. I did like Parsons. Parsons. I know I'm you just liked Parsons. General. You really liked Parsons mm-hmm. when you went. And you went there, and like, I want to do well the, what, like a day I or know, two right? after you went to Pratt is when you went to Parsons. Mm-hmm. And you did that one on your own. Um, and yeah. we've we have talked about the fact that I would love for you to have gone to Pratt because I went to Pratt and it would just be awesome to did be you? just like. Did you go to Pratt? Yes, Mario I did. Lopez? I did, but it would have just been awesome to be like, oh, my kid went through the same sure, experience yeah. I did. But that being said, having seen the work at Pratt, which is better than Parsons, um, it what? wasn't as strong as FIT. Nor was it as strong as Parsons. 
Parsons Pratt. are not strong. Listen, here's you, the you deal. didn't even Pratt's see Parsons work. I'm you just didn't going even by, see it. I'm just going by. By what? Schools. By my 20 year old. By school yeah. experience. In general, Pratt is like here. They can't and even Parsons see your hands. Like a little bit on the here. Yeah, we're not on a video, Tom. And then, oh even though gosh. we should, you be. know. <laughs> But if I was going to have, if I had to choose between Parsons and Pratt, I would say definitely choose Pratt. But even Pratt. But you don't even. Yeah. Like, I don't you haven't care. even That's seen like Parsons. voting for Trump just because he's not Hillary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but my point is seeing the work. But you didn't even see Parsons. You're going to tell me it was as good as stuff at FIT? I think Parsons was really, really strong. Mm, I don't know. But man. you're not saying better. It was very, very strong. All right. And then when you break okay. it down dollar for dollar, do you feel that you would have gotten. Dollar you know, your money's worth out of your education. Uh, I don't know. It's a $35,000 a year difference. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that, I thought, okay. For, yeah, no. like, I mean, seriously. Because, I mean, okay. the difference okay. is that one has foundation year and one doesn't. And I think that's the biggest difference. Right. But I think that for you personally, um, the work was so strong at FIT. Yeah. The only problem with FIT is, is the very very limited amount of students they accept for the photography program mm. but i mean you know to, to know that you'd be one of 30 if you get accepted into that class would be a huge accomplishment ty well i also like feel like getting into the other schools that i got into were really difficult schools to get yeah, into definitely oh, like absolutely. there's no discounting that like yeah. there's no no like yeah yeah but i know like pratt's graphic design program they'll go uh, and they'll take a hundred kids no, but I'm well, saying though, the FIT just seems a lot harder. My community to get college out. accepted everybody. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think that's statistically correct, and I don't think FIT is harder to get into than the other schools, just because like Parsons is like Parsons. So that I remember being looking said, at their stuff when we started thinking like, oh my god, the kids going to college, like holy shit, that's happening. <laughs> you know, I remember looking at Parsons and being like really impressed with their program. Yeah, so. I like Parsons a lot, but. Parsons gave me confidence that maybe FIT will accept me. So I feel like if Parsons can accept me, then FIT should definitely accept me. Well, I'm rooting for you. And I think it's awesome like that your safety net is now Parsons. Like Seriously, that's not a bad safety net safety to have. Net, yeah. At least I have one. Yeah, yeah have so you could just relax. I'm scared that I wouldn't. <laughs> And well, you also won a Silver Key Award through Scholastic for your photography? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you're an award winner. You're an award nerd winner. Nerd and you're a nerd. Featured in the New York mm. Times. You have a presidential like, award, <laughs> we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. So, seriously, we're not going to we're not going to like bury you anymore. I feel like we've definitely asked you more I'm than enough buried. questions. Yes. It's too late. And you've done very well on your answers. Yes, did you I? did very well. Yes. Thanks. Now, and I speak for all of us, including our listeners. We need more clickbaits from you because they're yeah, too good do. not to share with the world. Okay. Is it too late to do some protest ones? Does that be No, never. Like, like, it's it's, it's, it's not. It's going to be every week. Yeah, yeah, that's why at first I had no rush. So I was like, it'll be fine because it's still going to be relevant. And like a year yeah, from no, now, I can still upload them. Like, it's a, de- it's, a de- it's a defining part of this current administration. All right. If I win this alumni scholarship, then yes. I'll do it. No, oh. you gotta. Nobody, nobody, nobody listening to this show is, cares whether you get a scholarship or not. They want to see your photos. Yeah, you dangus. Mm. 
maybe have a sponsor out there. Maybe. Oh, maybe we can get a Some scholarship for the show. Some of my friends are getting sponsored for college. Not even a scholarship. I know somebody who just some random guy. Her, her mom's boss is just paying for her entire ride to college. God damn. Why don't Why don't you have yeah, like you have, somebody? Like, why don't you have some pay? wealthy patron? Yeah. I don't know. Find one. I? Yeah. All for right. all you fans out there. Marry yeah. them if you have to. I won't do that. <laughs> Be a but child I will bride. take the money. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect lady answer. There's another clap for you, Tyler. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll be in. I mean, if you want to go, you can go. If you want to stay, you can stay. Oh, it's like time. Like, you guys are continuing and I go now? Only for a few minutes. It's okay. up to you. Or you could hang out here and be like, goodbye, everybody. Oh. Bye, everybody. <laughs> no, I meant, you know, at the end of the show. <laughs> Unless you're leaving, and then you can say bye now. I don't care what I You want to leave? You can uh, say Yeah, I think I would. All right. All right. I'm going to be checking on you throughout the night, Mrs. Uh, Lumpyhead. <laughs> With your black eye. She looks so cool. Is it getting worse? No. <laughs> sadly, no. Sorry. Fantastically sadly, no. Aw. That's Sorry. upsetting. Well, bye. Bye. Bye, Ty. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> mm. <laughs> She's so worldly. I like having the third person in the studio. Yeah. It was actually nice where it was just kind of like, oh, I could just like sit back and watch the still hockey Still in over everybody's conversation <laughs> still <laughs> while you were watching the hockey game. Every once in a while, I'll perk up and listen like, oh, is this is what we're talking about now? Well, I, I can I, I, can I add have a Mario Lopez-ish-ism to put in there. I can add to that for sure. All right, well, let's get to a Roly Poly Rorty. All right. Roly Poly Rorty. Roly Poly Rorty. So, can you talk about these kidney stones in 100 words or less? Yeah, I know you're exhausted too. And seriously, I want to definitely make this one of the shorter shows than usual. So, we're already, like, we're probably already an hour in, it feels like. No, no, no. We're going to be done before an hour for sure. But, um, you know, you and I talked about, like, do we want to even talk about kidney stones because who cares? Blah, blah, blah. But my point of being able to talk about this is the fact that. If you have kidney stones and you plan on getting any kind of weight loss surgery, mm-hmm. because not if you go like on a diet, because it's going to take a long time for people to lose weight, then in that case, um, you know, you're going to lose a lot of weight very, very quickly. When that happens, it gives up a lot of room that your body isn't necessarily ready for. Mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying it puts a strain on your body in a different way than the weight did. Yeah, and it opens up more space for things to move around that you wouldn't think of. Like if you are on a diet, you lose weight from working out. Everything progressively loses slowly. With, you know, the surgery stuff, you're looking at like what? I think we're at like 96 pounds down and we're not even at the five-month mark yet. Right. And because it's such a quick thing, me having kidney stones, not even realizing how many kidney stones I had until today is doctor's visit. Right, but that was something that you battled for years, like decades before you even had the bariatric surgery. Yeah, but it would be like a stone and then two years can go by and it would be another one. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it was kind of like spread out over time. Since the surgery, though, the stones have been ridiculous, like especially in the last two weeks to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, you this, the is the, this is seriously the longest that I've sat in a chair. And this is freaking exhausting the shit out of me right now but you know it, it happens when you lose weight that other problems can arise like stone i have stones buried so deep that are now coming up to the surface because there's room for them to move around you 
explained it to me as a nest of stones. That's pretty much the way the doctor explained it to me when he was showing me the um, the sonograms. And he was like, here's what it looks like. And at first glance, you look at this thing and you see your kidney. And it's like, going, I don't see anything in that photo. I see the one big stone that's standing out and then a little tiny stone behind it, which, you know, they said they can just vaporize and that would be the end of it. But Can't vaporize. Well, yeah, they're if gonna only, vaporize. They are, but but here's the thing: inside the kidney itself is a huge stone. Like there's, they're looking at like you know, 14 millimeter stone, which is impossible. Will never ever pass. Right. And that's something that might not have ever surfaced if I didn't get the weight loss surgery. But now that I have and there's more room, that thing that was buried you know, right. in my kidney is, is now, now coming up to the surface because there's room for it to do so. So is this pain that you're going through? Because you were in a lot of pain and I see that, you know, every, I, I see you grimacing all day. Is that pain worse than the pain that you got the bariatric surgery because of? It's different. It's mm-hmm. different. Like I, I feel like the bariatric surgery, when I had that pain, um, it was in a place that was kind of manageable. Like it was like my upper chest. I knew it wasn't a heart attack, so there wasn't anything Mm -hmm. to worry about. This pain is, it's different because it's, it it just changes so many things. Like, you know, I haven't been to work in a week Mm -hmm. and now it looks like it's gonna maybe be another three weeks before the operation and then being able to go back to work. And, you know, I was talking to the doctor today about it, the actual surgeon Mm -hmm. who's going to be doing the operation. And he was saying basically like, look, you know, if you could do work from home, he goes, I recommend it. He goes, says, because if you're out anywhere and you have to go to the bathroom, it is literally like peeing glass. And he goes and he says, you're looking at like half of your day is either going to be peeing or recovering from peeing. And he goes and says, because you're tearing up your insides. And he goes, so you don't want to necessarily, you know, leave (laughs) a place where you have quick access. Right. Sure. Yeah. And privacy to deal with it in your own way. Yeah. As you know, once I go to the bathroom, I am out of commission for a half hour. Yeah, definitely. Like to the point where I am shaking, convulsing. And I mean, it is insanely painful. Yes. So... different different pain different outcome you know like the other pain it was like it sucks I could make it to work it blows man I'm just gonna be hanging over my desk this one it's kind of like I go to work I'm gonna spend the majority of the day in the bathroom and you know in agony yeah yeah, so different it's just frustrating that this happens after getting that surgery and feeling so good for you know so long so uh, months you felt like you've been amazing for months i know and now like running is stopped because of it and you know there's yeah. no chance of being able to do that until the surgery again so yeah. it's like it, it just is just very very frustrating but on a positive note just to say as far as like whether or not the surgery worked even without running and just still just maintaining kind of like a semi-sensible diet. Mm-hmm. Of course, like today we did have pepperoni pizza and, you know, right. I mean, that's not dietary food by any means. I still in the last week lost three pounds. Yeah. And it's, you know, it was scary for a minute because the first day that I got admitted into the hospital, they put me on so much saline solution that yeah. I gained two pounds. Like, yeah, because overnight. you hadn't eaten or drank anything because you were in such agony. Right. And it's still like not a lot of food, but, you know. Yeah. 
it's well, good. The, awesome, the surgery works. Just if you're planning on getting it, realize that other things might pop up mm-hmm. in the process. Especially so. if you've had kidney stones in the past. Yeah. Then just I would have a very thorough, you know, like look at how many stones you have before you operate just to get an idea before you go track. in. That's a good that. idea. Yeah, for sure. So and that's my, uh, I guess, roly poly roly for the week. All right. All right. All right. Well, I think we can safely say that that's this week's show. Yes, it is. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything coming up. Nothing new, nothing coming up. All right. Well, then now would be the perfect time to just put an end to it. Yeah, like just (laughs) pull the trigger. (laughs) If you want to learn more about The High Regard Show, check out our website at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always email us, as you do, asking for clickbait photos at (laughs) highregardshow at gmail.com. And you could always follow along and see the videos that we do not post on our social media at (laughs) High Regard Show. We're going to do more videos. We definitely are. Like, we're going to get better. For sure. Hey, we tried it at Red Bull. You saw Tom's feet. That's it. You love the feet. I <laughs> love Tom's feet. <laughs> oh, I have a boy. foot fetish, I guess you could say. <laughs> An unintentional foot fetish. Hey, listen, man. In this age, there's far worse fetishes than foot fetishes. <laughs> it doesn't even seem weird anymore. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.